I'm gonna I'm gonna still Welcome to West Virginia Commonplace. I am JR, your host, and today's episode is, uh, is an amazing one. Um, I've started this boundary series. We have one episode already done. We are into the second episode, and I finally got to have one, an amazing person, um, and her name is Carla Cooley, and her podcast is called She Blows It. Now, Carla, we're going to flip it real quick before we even start the boundary episode, and we're going to do a few questions from my old series I used to do. It's called Podcast Collide. Podcast Collide was this thing that we did, and you got to learn about a podcast, so we're going to do that real fast. So first off, Carla, please introduce yourself. Tell everybody why you're here. Tell them about your amazing podcast and whatever else you have going on in life. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on the show, JI. Always. It's such a pleasure to finally be here with you. And just so that everyone knows, um, I'm a certified yoga instructor. Um, and I also have a podcast called She Blows It. You can find it on Instagram at She Blows It underscore pod. Um, podcast at this point in time is about reinventing and rebranding yourself. Um, JR and I just had like this very interesting discussion about exploratory podcasts. So essentially I learned something new and um, I'm always looking to um, teach people something new. So it was, I'm, I'm very gracious that you taught me something new, um, but She Blows It is an exploratory podcast and it explores things that people either don't pay attention to, people don't have a desire to read, or people don't think about. And if those people are thinking about those concepts, then it gives them a more abstract thought. Um, it gives them different ideas, different opinions, and different viewpoints and perspectives on something that might seem like seem very like basic or um, well-known. Okay, so what we'll do with this real quick to flip, flip, flip this into the podcast collide thing, just to throw a little bit in there. Tell me about your favorite episode that you've made. My favorite episode, um, my favorite episode, I would have to say, is the things we didn't learn in school. And okay, I, and elaborate on that for us real quick. What did you not learn in school? Well, in school, um, I hear a lot about people talk of, talking about, like we just had that conversation about economics um, in terms of, not economics, home ec, um, and learning how to balance a checkbook. Um, that was not something that I learned in sixth grade. Um, by the time I got to high school, um, home economics and all of that was like completely taken out of our school. So we didn't even have an option to learn like how everyone says, oh, you get to learn how to sew and home ec and you learn how to cook and you do this and that. Like we didn't, we didn't have that. So um, just those things as far as like how to handle money, finances and all of those things like that, those were not like the primary pieces of information that um, we learned in school. That was something that I had to learn by failing a lot and failing. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was one of my favorite episodes because, you know, I got to share, you know, my perspectives. And then it was also interesting to see other people's perspectives and what they learned versus what I learned and the differences in the school system. Okay. And I can agree with that. That's the greatest travesty in the United States now is when home ec and all these things were taken out because uh, just to spend a little bit of on my history, I actually learned in fourth grade, we had 
actual economics. That's what we learned in fourth grade. We learned to balance and to write a checkbook in to keep up with your balances. That was one thing that was weird there. Now, going deeper and deeper, how long have you been podcasting so the audience can get a feel for how how good you are? I've been podcasting for about three and a half years, not consistently. Um, I don't just throw out content. Um, I know like the whole social media thing is put content out, put content out, put content out. I don't just put content out because then that makes me feel robotic and then I don't do my best and I don't think my best. Um, so yeah, I mean, in terms of that, like I just, you know, it is what it is. When I come up with something that I feel will be meaningful for the people, then I'm going to put it out. I'm going to do, you know, my deepest research. I do so much research for these podcasts. Like, um, so, you know, it's not just something that I piece together and put out every week, every week. Um, it's something that like I'm moved by. Um, it's something that touches me or it's a problem that someone else that I know may have or that I see that really touches me and inspires me to go do the work and the research to figure out what we can do to help our community, you know, just in general. Okay, and helping your community and, and doing that research, that's what makes you a better podcaster than the rest, and I will give you that right there. Um, and before we top this little bit of podcast collides part we're doing in here, um, culture, society and culture, they are things that are embracing your episode. So when I listen to your episode, um, it's a special setting. You don't just get a car ride with me. I'm sitting down somewhere listening to your episode because... If, to get the full effect of your episode as a fan, we're just talking about from a fan perspective. It's something that can be played on a car ride to work, but it's something that's got to be played again. And your shows are at a good, very good, concise time. I do like the time frame that you do to your episodes. So I do appreciate that. Yeah. On your lunch break, you listen again because you miss something. And it's not that you don't deliver properly. It's that if, you, if you're on that ride in the car and you're not give, giving full focus to your podcast, you're going to miss something. So after that lunch break, you got it there. And then me and my colleagues and everybody that's around me, we talk about podcasts. We talk about what we hear. So when I listen to your show, I get enough insight on something that I'm like, hey, I need to put perspective to this, something in my life. You relate, you're a podcaster that relates something to someone so that they can put that perspective into their life again or refocus. So that's one thing I want to thank you on there. Now, my next question, this is truly for podcasters. This is a hardcore pod podcast question that I ask everybody. What has been your disappointment inside podcasting. And the reason I ask this, I'm going to give you some time, and this will be my famous filler for episodes. The reason I ask you this is because all of us have different uh, disappointments. The one that I get the most is the one that follows me is that the reciprocity that if, if I do something collaboratively with another podcaster, they're not, they don't have the same promotional arm as me. They're not going to promote it as strong. And as I've gone along and I learned, it's not about the promotion anymore. So that's no longer my biggest disappointment in podcasting. My biggest disappointment in podcasting is, is that what we're going to tie into later is that some people, when you start recording and doing things with them, they overstep their boundaries. They don't have a set common decency. And common decency is what sets up boundaries. That's the initial thing that starts them in our life. We a, a, a morality set. And our morality set is how we set boundaries. It's based on the morale of the, the people that are around us, but it's based on our morality at the same time. And I did an episode that'll come out later on down the road about morale and morality. That's one that I wish everybody would do an episode on because people don't know the difference in the words. But, but um, so what's been your biggest disappointment in podcasting? 
One of my biggest disappointments in podcasting, I'll say, is, again, just that expectation to constantly produce. Um, and then the expectation to constantly produce takes away from the authenticity of what you want to share with the world. And I believe that a lot of the information that we're seeing, hashtag she blows it, but it's not useful for the world. I mean, you know, we're not teaching people how to make money. We're not teaching people how to take care of each other. Um, we're not teaching people morale or what, how to even begin to figure out what their moral compass is made up of, um, which has also contributed to influencers. And I'm not throwing shade, but we, we tend to follow things that may we believe we want or we see that might be glamorous and we believe that it could be us too. I believe that that expectation um, just becomes like an illusion. Um, proving that life really isn't what it is on the internet. Um, it just goes back to taking away from the authenticity, that expectation to always show up and show out, but you don't really have a purpose, a real purpose. Like what, what are you trying to convey? Do you want to help your fellow brother or sister, you know, make money do you want to teach them ways that they could better themselves or do you want to gossip do you want to bring people down do you want to make a skeptical a spectacle a spectacle okay. <laughs> um i'm just disappointed that like a lot of the content that we're hearing is either degrading useless or just straight up disrespectful. I, I don't understand. And I understand we all have that ability like to say what we wanna say. And I think that people should say what they wanna say essentially, and that's okay. Um, when you're saying what you wanna say though, what is the purpose? And if the purpose is to hurt someone, I'm not with that. You know, my moral compass tells me that's just like, what is your point? Now you're, now you're influencing other people to have this same idea that that's cool, you know? Now you're influencing other people to believe that life is perfect when life is not perfect. I mean, think about how many people you see on Instagram, they're expected to put out content. And a lot of the content is not authentic. It's not their real life. Like, you know, you don't have a real voice. You went somewhere and took a picture in front of it like okay. or leased it <laughs> or rented it right it's just that expectation takes away from the authenticity and not, and more so the reality of life and what's very important for us to teach each other is just the realities of life and ways we can navigate to make ourselves better okay and from that i, I took two, some points because i always grab stuff and regurgitate it um conveying something over portraying something mm -hmm. that's that's the message that you have out there and i greatly appreciate that because that right there it ties in and you, like you said it's, it's a certain level of things because like I, I tell people um you know in my line of what i do i am a 
content producer that looks like I do a lot of stuff, but it's a lot of heavy animation and automation. I said animation, automation, and I repeat certain ads. I, my shows, I'm going to throw them down your throat until you listen to them. Type, uh, and, and sometimes I, I pull certain things, but like you said, I'll, my whole goal in life was to convey um, certain things that people didn't normally, like you said, normally get to hear about or normally talk about. And I bring on guests that um, have more, have substance over appeal. Because if I wanted appeal, I could just go get famous people or my job, I could call in a favor from one of those famous people and or business people that are, you know, doing things like that and take care of stuff uh, on that end. And I want to thank you for that because that was probably the gem inside this episode because people um, let the social media pressures get to them. Um, I've, I've actually experienced myself like uh, I I felt I fall victim sometimes because uh, certain it, me and a person were feuding at some point over something and I didn't allow it to ever affect my podcast business but the little fun games that we play on social media is kind of like high school you know not that I was ever a tough kid because I always stuck, stuck up stuck up for everybody and I've always stayed humble and everybody knows my motto and this is success is silent I don't want you know my success to ruin what you're doing and I don't want your success to drive or make me strive to do more than what I'm doing right now. I want to keep doing what I'm doing. Nothing, to, no room for competition, no room for anything like that. So I thank you for that. Now, our last thing inside this podcast collide, because heck, I might even take this and excerpt out and make it into an episode, um, is this right here. So you've been successful in podcasting. Success, to me, is something crazy. People don't like to discuss it. People like to um, use it as a self-esteem booster or people like to use it as something to make them not have good self-esteem. And, that, and that's because some people let success drive them down the wrong road. So with you, for instance, your success is amazing because where you started to where you are now, that is success. I don't talk about the ups and downs inside of it because any rigors inside someone's success is nobody's business but their own uh, unless you write a book about it. If you write a book about it, then I'll learn that. That's that's when I need that in life. That's what I tell people. So I'm not going to sit here and ever do an episode with someone and be like, oh, I'm successful because of this. Blah, blah, blah. I'm going to be like, hey, I started here and I was recording with a $20 mic and then I worked my way up to a four, $400 piece of equipment that I'm using now for the simple fact that I didn't pay attention to what I was supposed to do in the very beginning. I should have bought the $300 piece of equipment got my sound right from the get-go and it would have been easier but I had to learn uh learning that's what it's all about yeah learning that's that experience so for you um in your in going from where you were to where you are now following that mantra as I call that success what is your developed interest in success so what's your developed interest in it and what is the development of success for you so to swing that all back around, what do you call a success? And how does that success, how do you improve on your success? And how do you streamline your success? Like, how do you keep it on an even plateau? Okay, so success for me, um, and again, I'm like you, I'm very humble about it. And I have a very different perspective of success. I, I truly believe success is silent. And success doesn't have to mean that you curated X amount of followers. Success doesn't mean that your content is the bomb. Uh, to me, success is your own personal achievement. Whatever you deem is your personal achievement, your personal goal, and you accomplish that, that is success. Um, if your goal is to wake up in the morning, <laughs> you made it. Hey, that's success. You know, if your goal is to crank out six episodes about theories and philosophies of life and evolution, then 
you do that and you complete that, that's success. Um, I believe that simply just accomplishing whatever it is in your mind that you have set to do is success. And over my periods of podcasting, I've felt completely unsuccessful. And, you know, sometimes I feel kind of in my feelings about it now. But when I look at it, again, I kind of have gone back to certain episodes and just thinking about like, you know, how I would speak or what I would talk about and how the things I talked about started to change. That to me was success because not only did I see where I started, but then I also saw that I started just with myself, figuring out what to do with myself and this podcast to now it's, okay, this is what I want to pass along to you. This is the success that worked for me. So I want this success to work for you, whether that be through educating you on whatever that may be, what we didn't learn in school. And, you know, um, at a period in time I had on, you know, guests, but I made sure that my guests, um, were in line with what it was that I wanted to discuss. So I had other successful people and I wanted them to shine and, you know, talking about finances and just bringing different ideas to the table, things that people, again, don't care to talk about. Like when it comes to money, money is one of the most like uncomfortable subjects for people. People don't want to talk about what they have in their bank account. People don't want to talk about their investments. People don't want to talk about how much they paid. That is one of the most like uncomfortable like conversations that people have. But I don't know if you read this book called like Rich Dad, Poor Dad, but like it's very important if you want to be in a certain mindset that you have to cultivate a certain thought process and you have to cultivate a certain circle of people because one thing that I don't ever want to be is the smartest person in my group ever. I I never want to be the smartest person in my group because there's always something I can learn. Now, not saying that I don't want to have people who aren't smarter than me in my group because I can learn from them too. You can learn from everyone and that's the point. It doesn't matter who's smart, who's not smart. it's just an overall learning experience and success is what you make it success is whatever your goals are um and then just before we wrap that part up it just goes back to like that social construct and I talk a lot about social constructs yes you did <laughs> really like drag me up a wall because someone else's expectation of me is not my expectation of me what my expectation of me is my success, right? I'm not going to allow someone else's expectation of me dictate what my success is. And for anyone who follows me, for anyone who speaks to me, for anyone who listens to me, I wouldn't want anyone else's expectations to consider their success. That's the point. We have our own thought process. And I always say this too. If we all thought the same things, if we all did the same things, if we all had the same conversations, what type of people would we be? You know, what, <laughs> where, where would the success be in that? Like, tell me, okay, so now I have a question for you. If we, if we 
all had this similar thought process, if we all did the same thing, if we all talked about the same stuff, what would make us successful? Like, where would you pick out success if everyone is thinking in the same manner? Now, if we're going to talk on this, we're going to be logical with this one, right? Yeah. So on this one, so my logical answer to this is this. There would never be an adjective or a word or a noun or anything that would describe success because everything would be uh, uh, the simple adjective of generic. Everything would be generic. There would be no reason to have a rating or a performance system to what we do. Achievements would not exist. So, So there would be no success because everything we do would just follow a linear expression. So that would be my answer to it now. My just quick thought and rush, people would just not know how to define what they do. It would just be no definition to, your life would have no definition to it. And nothing would have a definity to it. So then you wouldn't want to give it any type of accolade. <laughs> if, that one, if, that, if that works. That, yeah, I, li- I like that makes sense. I, I get that. I'm digging that because like you said, it would just, in your logical piece, it would just be this linear, like we're all following the masses. So we wouldn't really have a concept of what it would be like to be successful. Like yeah. we would, it would just be the robot, what that the robotic thing that I talk about. We would just all Androids. be- Androids. Yes, exactly. So. And okay. one quick, quick disclaimer, people, when you heard me say Android, that does not mean I'm an Android device. I am 100% Apple. People that use Android have fragmentation in their lives. But anyway, that's just a little small jab at the right Android users. Hope you're not an Android user. If you are, that's fine. I'm an Apple user. I don't know how to I don't even know how to use an Android. I love you. Um, <laughs> and on that one, sorry about the jabs to Android people, but you just know how I feel. Um, so circling about uh and finishing this up, if we were in Richmond, Virginia. St. Louis, Missouri, and where do I like to come when I come to California? And California people, I will be making a round out there. We got some live podcasts coming on. I don't. I was supposed to be there in September, but things happen, so I might November or so. We'll say Riverside, California, because that's where I like to go. Shout out to UC Riverside. Um, there are billboards in these three cities because these three cities give you the whole United States, basically. What would this billboard say about you and your podcast, and what would the picture look like? The picture of my podcast? Yeah, what would it look like on a billboard? What would the statement say in these three areas? Oh, that's a good one. All right, so I'll give you a second to think about it. Go ahead and think about it. I'm going to throw some filler in here because I see me. When y'all get to see this video later, you'll notice she she took a minute. She had to get her face just right. She was thinking. Um, so the thing with that is like with me, I tell everybody, this will be the most definitive thing that will be on mine. It would be the podcast in the background and I'd have some random imagery on there. I don't know exactly what it would be. Probably just the generic uh, uh, sign I have for the podcast. Cause I did my podcast uh, in, in Microsoft Paint. That's not anything high tech. I didn't pay nobody for that. That's just <laughs> Microsoft Paint. And it would say, success is silent and you should always carry the poem of Attitude by Charles Swindle with you whenever you're out in the world because it's 90 percent um and 10 percent uh, 90 percent how you react 10 percent you know what happens to you so that, that's my whole thing in life uh i did i got a whole podcast one day that i want to do about it because that motto have you ever heard the whole thing i okay so you want to hear a funny story uh-huh. so attitude poem 
I actually like I had an English teacher who was amazing, which is why like I am so interested in the arts and you know doing my bachelor's for English right so. Um, I actually had to like memorize that poem in my English and one of the pieces that like stuck out stuck out the most was basically speaking in terms of you know it's not about what happens to you it's about more so how you react yes so yes yes I'm very familiar with that because I had to memorize it and I had to do it for a grade so I had to make sure I did a bomb job so yeah that that's a very good one um I like Charles Charles yes. <laughs> so what will be on your billboard <laughs> billboard all right so on my billboard, it would be my logo. It would be the She Blows It logo. And I don't really like to put, I mean, I don't mind showing my face, but I just want it. I just want like what I, I want the podcast to speak for itself. I don't okay. want, I want to be like all like, you know, you know, dolled up on my logo and stuff like that. Like I just want my basic logo with the She Blows It um, on it with my little cigarette thing. Um, and the reason the cigarette is there is just, simply because um, I didn't know any other way to kind of incorporate it. I'm a Libra, so I'm an air sign anyway. So like when I say she blows it, it's just kind of like, you know, just exhale the bullshit, inhale the power, right? So that's exactly what my billboard would say. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and in that right there, that will be uh, great. Now, like with, with this, I usually do an extra role playing, but we'll do the, the, the last part of it. The last part of it is the most important thing that we can ever do, in my opinion, because like I said, in in what I've done, I'm, I'm about to go into my next chapter podcast and I'm actually trying to get to NPR. That's what I've always wanted to do. I just want to get there, get the, I got a little seven episode thing I want to be able to do. And then after that, I'm happy with podcasts and I'll fade to the back and try to help other people a little bit more than what I do. Um, TED Talk. The TED Talk to me is the most important thing that and that a content creator, not an influencer, but someone like yourself. So if you were to do a TED Talk, we're going to go to some prestigious places in the United States with this. We're just going to role play. On the East Coast, we use Princeton, we use Howard University, and we use Spelman. So you'll do those three places. In the Midwest, it doesn't matter. Just say Ohio State and Texas, University of Texas. On the West Coast, you can go anywhere on West Coast. We'll say we'll go to Cal, Cal Polytech. University of Southern Kyle, some other places, University of Washington, and we'll go to Mexico and do a show there too. And one in Carnegie in uh, Pennsylvania, because Carnegie's a good place to talk. So during your TED Talk, what would be the first thing that you would tell to everyone in the world about you and in your plight, what your drive is in the world? What would you tell them in that first opening remark? I would tell them that the institutions um, that I attended, uh, the courses that I've taken um, did not make me who I am. Um, I would tell them that the most important way of understanding the realities in life is through self-taught knowledge and self-taught experience. So keeping in mind while in those, you know, um, 
areas of academia and in those institutions that while you are learning certain pieces of information, whatever sector or field that may, may be in, um, always take a look at the deeper meaning. Always question and challenge the institution. And when I say that, I mean, don't take what is in textbooks or what are in books in general for face value. Always come up with your own interpretation. Always come up with your own method of thinking because we get so deep into the institution and wanting to learn these things because we believe that getting into debt is going to make us successful so we can get a job and work for someone else. And that's fine. Some people aspire to work for others and build a career that way and get a degree. That is beautiful, 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 doing it myself, right? At the same time, I don't allow the institution to tell me what I need to do um, to get to where I need to be. I use that information to build my own thought process, my own concepts, and to eventually branch that out to build my own empire. So I want, I would tell all of them at Princeton, Howard, and all of these prestigious universities that, you know, prestige is not all that it appears to be, and that having abstract thought and challenging the system, challenging the authority, and looking deeper into what you're being taught and what you're being told finding differences, finding, you know, something that is objective, then that is what makes you amazing. It makes you your own unique individual. It gets you out of that linear following the masses piece. And that's what I would tell them. Self-taught knowledge, self-taught experiences are just the best experiences to have even in the institution. So always think outside of the box, no matter how prestigious or no matter how well-known or renowned something is, you know, everything isn't all what it seems. And you always have to remember that when we're in these institutions of higher learning that we're being taught what they want us to know. So what about the other things that we don't know? And that's what I want the students the alumni, the teachers even, to understand. You know, even if the teachers could change their thought process, you know, because one of my goals is I just want to retire, get old and, you know, be a, a English professor. So <laughs> my goal is challenge me, go and do some research and go oppose, find something that you feel strongly about that, I, that we just talked about. So yes, this is what the book says. This is what they told me to tell you. But think a little bit outside of that. And I would all, and I, and I see myself getting old and providing students with different aspects, like go look this up. And then just, you know, you don't even have to write me a whole dissertation. Just give me two pages, make it short. That, that, that's the type of, <laughs> that's the type of professor I'm going to be. Just give me a couple okay. of opposition. So always look at an opposing factor. Don't take it for face value and always look outside of what is being taught because what is being taught is what essentially they want you to know okay and i can i dig that because like if i ever did it because i never even ever asked myself the question i would do mine like this i would teach people that uh one thing the first thing in my conversation would be about proficiency and efficiency um have a proficiency in what you're doing efficiency will come 
and then my thought to the higher intellect or anybody that's thinking more than just in a you know in, in an OPEC fashion if they're transparent in their thought I would always tell them when you look at institutions and things that you're learning about there's two ways that you can do you can follow the mantra of institute of thought which is follow what the college says or make that a thought of institution the thought of institution is to see why it's what what makes it the confines of institutionalized. What kind of conformity would you have to do with the first one? And that's a, that's how I would leave it in this leave it open for questions because every any time and every time I've ever heard someone flip that institution of thought to a thought of institution, people it just boggles their mind. It stops the world. But that's another conversation for another day. We'll definitely have, we'll have to do one on that one because that is that that is something pretty deep there. Now. Into this episode, we're going to get into boundaries, the second uh, thing. I may actually do this. Let me do this real quick. 